More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thank you for being here. Clay and I are excited. we got so many things to get to with all of you today. Obviously, all the latest on the battle for uh, for freedom in the face of COVID mandate, vax, mask, social distance, tyranny. We've got a lot on that. Plus, some things that were said over the weekend on the anniversary of 9-11 by Democrats about how they think there are a number of them that think that January 6th was as bad as, worse than 9-11, complete insanity from the left, meant to demonize all of you who don't go along with the apparatus of control, with the authoritarianism of the commies. Big tax raises coming as well, but that's, you know, we'll talk about this. That'll take some time for it to roll out. Plus that drone strike in Afghanistan that we were told the Biden administration ordered In order to stop another mass casualty attack on our soldiers, there's now questions as to whether it was, in fact, stopping an attack or did they just blow up an aid worker and his entire family, including a number of small children? And the lack of interest from much of the media in this makes me think that there's more to it than they want there to be. You also have a transgender male MMA fighter who won a bout over the weekend against a biological female. This is a thing that is now happening And Bill Maher had some very interesting words on the Black National Anthem as it is being played at NFL Games. Clay going to tee off on that in a bit. A lot on sports, too. I actually had a little sports experience over the weekend. Clay certainly had a ton of it. We'll get into all of it. But I think it's important, Clay, for us to set this table to know where we are versus where we were. The promises that were made to us as the American people by by the folks who are in charge and how rapidly all of this has changed how rapidly we're in a very different place i mean this is a montage which i think will speak very well to how what they used to say we are supposed to forget what they used to claim they agreed with us on when it comes to vaccine mandates when it comes to vaccine passports masking once again all this stuff that we're seeing your kids having to get the vax here's the Biden administration over time over the last 
year or so. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. The right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is not negotiable. Americans' privacy and rights should be protected. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. We're not counting on vaccine mandates at all. That is going to be locally driven and not federally driven. When people are able to make choices without government interference for themselves in terms of their well-being, we are a stronger society. I don't see it on a national level, merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon person's freedom to make their own choice of their own health. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Clay, what happened to all those Democrats? Those are the most powerful Democrats in the country. Where, where do they go? It's such a fascinating situation to analyze here, Buck. Because, first of all, they have now, that entire roster is all lies, right? And for those of you out there who may not have been able to hear perfectly, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, uh, CDC director, and also Kamala Harris. All of those people saying that there will not be federal vaccine mandates. And so when you sit back and you try to analyze this from a purely political perspective, because I think, are you with me, Buck, that we can no longer talk about the science at all. This has been straight politics for a long time because the science has... Uh, there are so many different dueling perspectives on scientists. And I saw this data point, which is so frustrating. If we were just focusing on science, we would be focused on the data so much more. Buck, I don't know if you saw this, but they actually do regular blood testing in England to see what percentage of people either have been exposed through natural immunity or have gotten the vaccine. England's up to 98% exposure to COVID in their most recent blood test, right? What are we in the United States? Probably something similar, but we don't have that data. And if we had that data, what you would have is a reasonable way to analyze what decisions are being made. And so, as long as Democrats can make you believe that there is a pandemic afoot and that there needs to be emergency activities undertaken then it's easier to encroach and expand upon their power, even though they have a minuscule majority right now in the House and in the Senate and in the presidency as well. And so what stands out to me here is how rapidly we have moved from the science and actually what the laws of this country represent, what your constitutional rights are, to... It doesn't matter. We will take as much power as we possibly can. The hypocrisy is jarring. It is staggering. And what is still distressing to me is how many people in this country are just sheep, Buck. They don't even stand up. They just say bah and walk in whichever direction they're pointed. Protecting the vaccinated, Clay, is a thing you hear a lot now. Protecting the vaccinated from COVID. Yes. This was this was on, on Fox this morning. Uh, on the website and people have been raising this and, and i keep saying the the most neurotic and hysterical individuals you'll come across in america today when it comes to all things covid restriction and lockdown 
are not seniors. I mean, seniors at this point, they've either gotten the shot and they know that you know they've done their thing. 93% or, 65 and up shots. Or they've made a very clear decision. By the way, one that I disagree with. And so I think they have a right to make it. Yes. But I disagree with it insofar as my own parents, who I love more than anything in the world. I know you feel the same, same way. Thing for, same but, thing for me. Uh, I said as soon as my dad stood out. For hours in Staten Island, the freezing cold outside because you had to social distance in the line as if that was doing anything outdoors to get the shot. Right. I mean, this and, and I was I was encouraging them at the time to do this. What The problem is we have a society of people who are 20 to to 40, 20 to 50, who are Democrats who worship at the altar altar of Fauciism and they're neurotic and terrified of covid. That's and right. so because they won't go back to normal, they pretend they're so concerned about, you know, all the all the seniors and oh, all the death from covid. We all have to basically cater to their neuroses all the time. And this is why I see I see 20 year olds. I see 30 year olds walking around New York City still outside with masks. on. Not everybody, but you see it commonly enough that you wonder what is wrong with these people? What is it going to take, Clay? We're never going to be at COVID zero. That is a fantasy that will never exist. And I think it's important, as you said, that we both told our parents, you look at the age range of danger in this country. It's stratified by age. I I pulled this today because the CDC data is out there, Buck, on, uh, on what danger you have of dying. Under 18 years old, there have been 412 COVID deaths since this started that is 0.001 percent of total cases think about the amount of time we have spent arguing about whether kids should be in masks and about the the danger as cnn constantly puts it on their television and msnbc to kids zero under 18 buck 412 kids nationwide have died with covid by the way unfortunately most of those 412 had massively significant health uh, restrictions way more kids have been murdered way more kids have drowned way more kids have died in car accidents way more kids have died of the seasonal flu all of those things under 18 and yet clay as you know the primary push right now from the fauciites is to make your kids Get the shot. And as young as no possible, doubt. they want them to get. Uh, they want as uh, them as young as possible. Go ahead. What the it. FDA said recently uh, was really an affirmation of what you and I had recently talked about, which is that getting a vaccine for kids for COVID-19 remains the FDA's top priority. They are ready as soon as the companies finish their trials and get the data to them to process that quickly, to review it and make sure our kids have a vaccine that is both safe and effective. I mean, a a reasonable health policy when it comes to children would be effectively let them live their lives completely normally. That's let right. them get COVID and their yep. very robust, young, adaptable immune systems knock it out quite quickly. And then you have people who have natural immunity and then we're done with all this nonsense. But instead, we have kids that are breathing through masks and separated by plexiglass, which everyone. This is the thing, Clay. They're making us do things that we all know are stupid. It reminds me of when they used to tell you to turn off your Kindle on the airplane. Remember that? There was a time when you couldn't have your Kindle <laughs> because of the electric interference or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was, we all did this knowing, and the, and the airline attendants, airline attendants, unfortunately, some of them are great. And if you're listening, I'm sure you're a freedom-loving airline attendant. A lot of them are like Siberian prison guards in the air, yes. and they love doing this stuff. They're horrible about the masking thing, and they would tell you to shut off your... 
No human being actually believed that my Kindle being on or because, Clay, if it could cause interference, people forget to turn it off all the time. I don't want to get too deep into the airline thing. It's just to say they're making us do things we all know are stupid and they get angry when you won't do the stupid things. Well, and, and I think we need to keep talking about the kids requirement and the fact that there are many countries that are coming out with the opposite recommendations of the United States. For instance, England, where 98 percent of the people, as I said earlier, have already been exposed to covid. England is not requiring masks in schools, and they're also not requiring kids be vaccinated. My kids are not going to get vaccinated based on looking at the data. That's not because I'm trying to kill somebody's grandma. It's because there's no benefit statistically to getting my kids vaccinated for COVID uh, and potentially creating more of a risk to them from COVID. Also, by the way, we haven't gotten them antibody tested, but since my wife and I have both had COVID, we feel pretty good that they've probably had COVID as well and been exposed to it. And because fortunately, kids have almost no reaction to COVID on the general level. It doesn't impact them. Uh, most kids, I think, in this country have been exposed to COVID already. I would love to see the serological data, the data on this. And I think, Clay, there's I think look, I think the government doesn't honestly want to get too many answers. New York City in June of 2020, folks, had a 20 percent serological positive blood tests that showed that's right exposure to covid and or antibodies that was in june of 2020 any no one can convince me it's not at least 60 70 percent of the city that's that's been in contact with covid in a way that shows up in their blood it's probably more than that but let's come back into the kid issue and also the natural immunity thing did you get an answer from fauci on this one clay you know what we are going to put in an official request and i think this is significant and i mean this honestly we will have dr fauci on and ask him the same questions we would ask the other doctors that we've had on this program we're going to put in a request we will be firm but respectful firm but respectful fauci does basically every media outlet in the country dr fauci at this point has basically talked to will they bring him on here And will he actually have a natural immunity answer? We played that for you on Friday, but I want to reemphasize it here in the first hour of the show. We're going to play that for you as well. Uh, In the meantime, the bill you're about to pay, Buck, it's probably going to be way too high for your cell phone. You know what? I had the Pure Talk guys in my house. They were fantastic, incredibly trustworthy. Why would you not be using the exact same phone number to pay way less $30 $30 a month for unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data. That's pure talk. You can be with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. You're paying way too much for the service there. Pure talk, exact same network, exact same towers, but way cheaper. In fact, saves the average American family 800 bucks a year. Switching is so insanely easy. You don't have to do anything. Keep your same phone and your same number. You can use any phone out there. You just get to save a ton. My own 13-year-old, my 8th grader, has a Pure Talk phone, and he loves it. How can people switch, Buck? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll into a new week here. A lot of stories out there, including the California recall election tomorrow that we'll be covering this week. But we did this on Friday, and I want us to keep hammering it on this show to the extent that we have requested Dr. Fauci as a guest, because I want him to have to discuss natural immunity with us in some significant detail. The requirements that are put in place for vaccination for uh, employers of over 100 people are currently being written by OSHA, so we don't really know exactly what they are going to say or when they will be official. It could be three to four weeks from now. But this is massive. This is significant. A lot of you out there, I just shared the serology results from England where 98% of people have been exposed to COVID. Many European countries allow you to have a, uh, a vaccine passport, but also they will allow you, if you have had COVID and recovered from it, to not be required to get the vaccine because it would then make no sense. Given the fact that even the CDC now admits that around 100 million Americans, and it's probably low, have had COVID and recovered from it so far. Why in the world would people like Buck and I, and many of you out there listening to us right now, 
not be able to use those antibody tests as evidence with considering arguably based on the Israeli data we are far more uh, safe having had natural immunity even than vaccinated immunity well Dr. Fauci was asked about this on CNN by Dr. Sanjay Gupta and guess what despite only talking about COVID for basically 19 months now Fauci didn't have an answer. Listen to this. There was a study that came out of Israel about natural immunity. And basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, how, what, do, what are people to make of that? So so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID. I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. The one thing the paper from Israel didn't tell you is whether or not as high as the protection is with natural infection, what's the durability compared to the durability of a vaccine? So it is conceivable that you got infected, you're protected, but you may not be protected for an indefinite period of time. So I think that is something that we need to sit down and discuss seriously because you very appropriately pointed out it is an issue and there could be an argument for saying what you said. No, it's actually clear. It's not just there's an argument. Notice what he yes. says is we don't know how long, how how the duration, the durability of natural immunity. They don't know the durability of the vaccine immunity other than it's short. It doesn't last long. That's why we need boosters. And when he says there's a study out of Israel, what they mean is they looked at the data and the data very clearly shows natural immunity is more protective than vaccinated immunity. So Fauci is hanging his hat on the total theory here, because otherwise we should be very clear what the conclusion is that Clay maybe the natural immunity goes away even faster than vaccinated immunity. Bull. He's just yeah. he's actually making it up. He's lying to us, and that's why we want to have him on, and we want to grill him on natural immunity. We're going to do it. In the meantime, how about saving some money as we roll into the fall? Many of you out there are going to be spending a lot of money for Christmas. I know I do. I always end up with more Christmas presents for more people than I ever imagined. Looked at my credit card statement. What in the world's going on with the holidays? Why not save some money right now to put your house in financial order? 15 and 30-year mortgage rates have never been lower, and our friends at American Financing can help you save up to $1,000 a month. It's $12,000 a year. How much difference could that make in your life? All you have to do is call 800-777-8109. Get your phones right now. Listen to me carefully. 800-777-8109. Up to $12,000 a year. Why wouldn't you call them? Put your financial house in order and do what we did. Call American Financing today, 800-777-8109. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck. I was here in NYC over the weekends where I live, so I tend to, I tend to be here. Um, and... There were certainly a lot of things in terms of the commemoration, the memorializing of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that made people feel sad, but also patriotic, Uh, made many of us have those feelings of anger, but also the remembrance of the resilience that we had as a 
as a city, as a country, as Americans. And it was a moment where you would hope people would reflect and have an understanding of there are foreign enemies in this world who continue to wish to do us extreme harm. If Al-Qaeda could have detonated a nuclear device in an American city, they would have. I mean, that's very clear from their own internal documents and the things that we have learned about that organization beforehand. They killed almost 3,000 Americans and just human beings here on our soil in one day. And yet when something should be so clear, which is that this is the worst terror attack on U.S. soil ever, and that this should bring us all together as a people united against evil, there were some who were willing to say the most outrageous, idiotic, and despicable things, as long as it was used as a tool to transfer uh, transfer attention away from the jihadists, the Islamic jihadists who attacked us on that day, to, you guessed it, the threat of white nationalist terrorism here in America. A woman who's running for office in Florida, Pam Keith Esquire. Uh, Clay, do you ever put Esquire in your title? <laughs> Pam Keith Esquire. In no, Florida. so far not. Yeah, she she wrote on 1-6-2021, cease being the worst thing that happened to America in my lifetime. It's really weird and painful to process and say that, but it's the truth. And quite frankly, it's not even close. Clay, in the New York, I mean, so we'll get into that, but also in the New York Times, Spencer Ackerman, a leftist. Uh, writes the following. Even since insurrectionists invaded the Capitol, we've heard that January 6th is a closed chapter in American history. This is the New York Times. No longer should America's threatening enemies be understood as foreign, a euphemism for Muslim, but instead as domestic, a euphemism for primarily white Americans on the far right. This is the crap that the New York Times publishes on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's QAnon shaman you're supposed to be terrified of, Clay. It's, it's a, I think, the biggest lie that's out there right now. And there are a lot of lies out there. So it's even hard to just choose which is the biggest lie that's going on. But maybe I should say the most durable lie is that white supremacy is in some way a major threat to the United States. That... Joe Biden could base his campaign decision, he claimed, on the Charlottesville protest over a Robert E. Lee statue, which, by the way, one person died at, and I I wish that hadn't happened. Obviously, no one stands against the idea of death more than the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We wish no one ever died. We are in favor of immortality. We are a pro-life show across the board. That's right. And so when you actually break it down... This lie, it, it goes to the root of the justification for much of the Democratic Party's entire basis of existence now, which it can really be summed up as everything is racist, but it goes to the heart of CRT. It goes to the heart of equity as opposed to equality, the clear shift from equality to equity. It's all rooted in this idea that there are Uh, evil boogeymen out there that the KKK is hiding underneath your bed that at any moment if you are anything other than a uh, racist white guy you are in danger imminently from the KKK and by the way Buck it's important to note what you just read from the New York Times 
no other race or gender is very often referenced as causing problems in this country, right? If you said, hey, the murder, if the New York Times was willing to say, hey, you know why the murder rate's so high? Because of black men. That's statistically true in this country. Black men represent around 6% of the United States population, and they commit over half of all murders. So that's statistically true, and there are a lot of reasons for that, and it could be discussed. But if the New York Times wrote an editorial and it said, hey, the biggest threat in America today is black men when it comes to murder, it would be racist, right? Because you're not allowed to sig- signal out that identity politics arena. But if you want to say, hey, white men are the biggest threat to America today because of a few loser white supremacists who, by the way, have no power. Can you even name me a powerful white supremacist? No, no in power. This country they, today? they, uh, there's articles that guy that they always put on TV, uh, the Spencer, Richard Spencer, they, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's been like kicked out of his home. He can't get a he job. He's ostracized house. from society. I mean, that's what actually happens in America, but they pretend yes. there's this white supremacist architecture that's just waiting to overthrow the government. And Clay, I mean, we're not we're not exaggerating. We're not you know cherry picking here. How September 11th gave us January 6th is the title in this New York Times op-ed. Two days before the 20th anniversary of September 11th, explicitly d- drawing a straight line from yes. September 11th to January 6th, and he finishes this piece with the following. Uh, We need organized grassroots action to unseat insurrectionist allies from office, to overturn the structural works of white supremacy like voter suppression laws, and to abolish the institutional architecture of the war on terror before it threatens even more American lives and freedom. Uh, Clay, I mean, this guy's a lunatic. I mean, I've been familiar with his work. He's like a leftist that's supposedly an expert on national security. Um, And... You see this and you understand this is the insurrection has replaced collusion. This is a word for stupid people or people who are very dishonest and are trying to control stupid people to rally around to demonize the opposition to their power, to their plans, which in this case is everybody who is center and center right. Everybody. You're an insurrectionist unless you go along with this, just like you are a Russian collusionist unless you believe the Russia Trump fairy tales. Do you agree with me, by the way, that white men are like the only group that can be publicly called out as an identity in the New York Times pages now? Like they expressly avoid mentioning any other race or gender as the problem in America. The left has made it a a game. It is virtuous from the leftist perspective, Clay, to spew as much bile against white male conservatives in particular as possible. The enemy of America to the left is the white male conservative. That, white that is males clear. in general, too, I think, even. I mean, even it, like well, if you, you're a lib, you get the special, you know, oh, oh you're an ally, no, you're one of the good guys. Of, but, but they you have to bend the knee and cry you. and say you're sorry for everything, but they do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, well, you curl up in the fetal position, but they turn on you so quickly if you're a white man, even if you're a liberal. And I, I just think it's so fascinating that in this world where every individual is supposed to be judged and we talk about equity and everything else, oh, it doesn't matter when it comes to white men. And we're going to use this tiny minority of white supremacists as a stand-in to represent white men all over the country. Like, it is such a fundamental lie. And again, I think it's the biggest lie 
because it goes to the essence of what the Democratic Party represents right now, which is the idea of everything is racist. In order for everything to be racist, you have to find somewhere racism, right? And a lot of it's made up. The Jesse Smollett, uh, almost cursed there, Jesse Smollett BS and all the other things that we've had to deal with. There's an, a great deal more demand for explicit and overt racism than exists in this country today. And so it has to be systemic and it has to be based and rooted at the feet of white men everywhere. You, me, Buck, a huge percentage of our listeners out there. We're all everything that's wrong with America today. That's what the New York Times believes. Chronic pain is debilitating, folks. As you know, if you're a pain sufferer, there's not a remedy you've not thought of. Until you can find relief, every option is open for discussion, right? Well, Garrett in South Carolina was that way with sharp pains in his back. His solution? Relief factor. Now he'd be the first one to admit that he waited a year after hearing radio commercials nearly every day. But today he's no longer having those back pains because he took action. We hear more stories like this every day here at the EIB Network about how Relief Factor is changing lives for the better by going to the root source of pain. Relief Factor really works. Clay, I just talked to my dad about it this weekend, actually. I went and visited my parents, and he said, yeah, he takes it every day. He loves it. He's really not having the same kind of pains that he's had in the past from just day to day, particularly from all the golf he's playing these days. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product which addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Created by doctors and based on scientific research, Relief Factor helps your body reduce pain and inflammation, the kind associated with aging, clay, exercise, and everyday living. My wife uses it because it goes right to the source of inflammation, and hundreds of thousands of additional people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Now you can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. That's relieffactor.com, or you can call the number 800. Uh, sorry, the number is 800, the number four relief. That's 800, the number four relief. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot going on this week in terms of politics. Maybe the most significant thing is the recall election. I say maybe because there are, Congress is also back in session and there are major decisions being made about what the Bernie budget is going to look like, how massive the tax increases are going to be, how many trillions of dollars more our federal government is going to outlay. All of those things are being debated right now, but... I think there's an important story going on in California as it pertains to the Gavin Newsom recall effort and also the rise of Larry Elder as the alternative to Gavin Newsom. Now, it's worth mentioning, state of uh, California in 2020, Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden. I believe the number was 63 to 37. So we're talking about a deep blue state in California, but there is so much angst. There is so much anger over the way that Gavin Newsom has handled COVID over the fact that many of you who are listening to us right now in California, your kids were out of school for all of last year, remote learning. The parks were closed down. They took rims off basketball courts. They filled in skate parks. They told you you couldn't go to the beach. They arrested a paddleboarder out on the ocean in one of the extreme examples that went viral of California's COVID insanity. And I don't want to get too excited, Buck, about the idea of Gavin Newsom getting recalled, although I want to encourage all of you, and we're going to talk about this in the third hour, to make sure that you get out and vote for Gavin Newsom to be recalled in California, even though there are already, it appears, some shady shenanigans surrounding the recall vote. We'll play some of that for you maybe in the third hour. But I do think that even if Gavin Newsom isn't recalled, the number to pay attention to is what the total vote to recall him is. And I think you're going to see, Buck, a massive shift overall in the amount of people who voted against Donald Trump but are now going to be voting in favor of the recall, maybe at minimum a seven or eight point swing, which is going to be ominous to Democrats because California is their base. It is their deep blue bastion. If they're in danger there, a lot of these swing states, a lot of these swing districts, major issues. At right. Play. OK, so the polls show that he's probably going to stay, unfortunately, which is annoying. But we're hoping everybody turns out yes. and votes and he loses. And our friend Larry Elder would then most likely become because you don't have to get you just have to be the next best option after the governor gets less than 50 percent of the vote in the recall situation. So it would be great if Larry Elder became the next governor of California. Clay, to your point about how the numbers are likely to, or, or or could play out and your prediction that we'll see. I mean, certainly Newsom has lost support over the last year. That's why this is happening. It's a question of how much. Yes. 
Whether that, though, translates into the Democrats feeling like their national party and congressional midterm prospects are in jeopardy or Gavin Newsom dining at French Laundry, where there are photos being taken right after he shut down the rest of the restaurants in the whole state is, you know, this this is my my problem with the way California Democrats think. And it's true of New York Democrats, too, is it's never the ideas and the policies that have backfired so miserably. It's always the person implementing them. Right. It's like actual Newsomism, if you will, has never been tried. That's what that's yes. what it turns into. Or actual Democrat policy hasn't been tried. It's, Ga- it's Gavin Newsom. We haven't, we, haven't go- we haven't gone dim hard enough. Yeah, that's exactly. The they haven't they haven't had a big enough progressive enough state. But this is interesting. I mean, this was up on Independent California Republicans told they already voted when showing up to, rec- to cast recall ballots. And this is just the, the, the story from local. This is from local media picked up by independentchronicle.com. Voters in the San, Fernard, uh, San Fernando Valley claim they were already told they voted in the gubernatorial election when they thought they had not. I went to El Camino High School to vote and she said, you voted. I said, no, I haven't. And she said, this has been happening all morning. End quote, according to 88 year old voter Estelle Bender talking to local media. She said she felt she left feeling really angry and had to fill out a provisional ballot. I mean, Clay, we're going to have to watch this one very closely. I think that's for sure. Well, and and Buck, I mean, first of all, if this is happening everywhere, we know that the fix is in based on the number of mail ballots that went out. Right. We're still allowing primarily vote by uh, by mail. That woman actually went into her uh, her precinct to cast a vote and told that uh, reporter that they had her down as already voting. They've issued a statement and said that these people filed provisional ballots. But what she said is where she lives in Orange County, it was happening all to the Republican voters who were going in. Certainly, Orange County is still a bastion in many ways of California conservatism. That's why a lot of people flee L.A. County and move further south into Orange County. And this is, I think, something that is very, very significant is one of the issues with corruption, Buck. This is one of the things you learn in law school is it's not only the corruption itself, it's the appearance of impropriety, right? Because it destroys the underlying faith in the action itself. And oftentimes we try to protect not only from impropriety, but the appearance of impropriety. Is there anybody out there who doubts now that our elections are significantly tinged with impropriety in a massive scale? Is I, I don't think there's a single person out there listening to us. When we look like a banana republic and it takes weeks to figure out what the vote's going to be in Georgia or Arizona or uh, or Pennsylvania. You well, know, but, Clay, there is an answer to this. When you ask, does anyone, yeah. it always depends on the outcome, right? I mean, you have Democrats will tell you that any election they win was the cleanest, fairest, best, most perfect well, election imaginable. But, and any election they lose, magically, it's amazing how this happens, was yes. stolen by the Russians. The Kremlin was hiding under their bed, and some guy named Yuri was manufacturing, you know, votes for Trump. I mean, that's what they say. That's why Florida, by the way, believe it or not, even with the craziness there, they fixed things after 2000, Buck. We knew immediately in Florida what the results yeah. were. These states are still a mess. They, they've, in they've become a too. model for other states, but somehow also, Clay, Democrats always like in Democrat states. 
very few safeguards and very messy elections, which lots of mail-in ballots. You can say I'm a coincidence, a coincidence theorist, but I think there's something funky going on there. You want to tell us about some football games and how America's coming back in a moment, Clay? Also, yes, your tennis experience. There we go. Sports leading us out home. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.